Moncrief on News Talk. We'll start with something controversial. Our use of language changes all the time. And here's the latest change, at least according to the American Merriam-Webster Dictionary. It's now okay for a proposition to be what you finish a sentence with. See what I did there? Dr. Stephen Lucek is Assistant Professor of Linguistics at UCD. Good afternoon, Stephen. Hi, Sean. Thanks for having me on. This this particular rule, or maybe it's only a pseudo-rule, where does it come from? It kind of originates in 17th century England when uh, some, you know, pedantry type uh, uh, writers and um, theoreticians were saying that we shouldn't be ending with uh, sentences with prepositions. It's a rule that goes back to uh, Latin and Romance languages. So in Romance languages, syntactically, you can't end a sentence with, with a preposition, but English really doesn't and shouldn't have that restriction upon it. Yeah, no, I mean, there are obviously some uh, constructions where any one of propositions just sounds weird uh, and is an easier way to do it. But there are, I, I, there are many things in, in normal conversation where you could say that's what I'm talking about. That's ending with a proposition. I know, absolutely. Uh, prepositions are something that I'm completely obsessed with. <laughs> and we don't think twice about that, right? Yeah. Why then has it taken it this long for one of the major dictionaries to accept that it's, it's perfectly acceptable to end a sentence with a preposition? Well, I think we're trying to uh, we're trying to see this as a an attempt to move away from restrictive and prescriptive rules in language and reflect more uh, what's actually happening. What do people actually do with language? So you might be taught, uh, you know, with various implements over the years, uh, that there are certain things you have to do with a sentence and certain certain things you cannot ever do with a sentence. However, that's just not how language works. We are creative beings and we want to make language that appeals to us and expresses our ideas, expresses our feelings, expresses our identities. And sometimes those go contrary to uh, what we think of as being uh, the quote unquote rules of, of language. Mm. So, but does this reflect that the, the, for want of a better phrase, the dictionary community is, is somewhat conservative? It probably would have been uh, a bit conservative in the past. Uh, you think about like some of the, the the major dictionaries out there in the world, the Oxford English Dictionary, for example. Uh, the first and second editions are like over a hundred years apart. Now hmm. we have monthly updates, we have quarterly updates of dictionaries. Uh, entries are appearing online uh, well ahead of print. Uh, I, there aren't too many people out there like me who still buy print books, let alone dictionaries. Uh, so. The idea that we have to stop and and consider the ramifications and and carefully craft what's allowed into the dictionary those days are behind us, mm-hmm. and I think it's a it's a real democratization of of language you know governance language policing. Uh, so, it, it, but but at the same time, has has the OED made any? Uh, does it have a stance on 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 preposition use? As far as I can see, uh, they don't have a, a firm uh, stance on this, but Merriam-Webster absolutely are, are, are saying that this is something with which we will not put, as Churchill would, uh, we paraphrase yes. Churchill say. <laughs> um, Merriam-Webster has been a little bit more um, on the, the leading edge of reflecting actual language use and language change, more importantly, uh, in how they present the dictionary, capital T, capital D. Yeah. Okay. So, but but it would, or would it? 
Could it ever happen if, you know, if somebody doing their leave insert in English ends a sentence with a preposition that they could be marked down for that? You would have to speak to the actual uh, markers of those exams. I don't think that there's anything wrong with ending a sentence in a preposition. If you're expressing your idea and it happens to conclude with an arbitrary uh, word that we call a preposition with an arbitrary uh, punctuation point uh, mark that we call a full stop, that's just, you know, that's not necessarily reflective of how uh, conversations flow. It's not necessarily reflective of how ideas formulate in our brains and we make language happen, spoken or written. Yeah. uh, But do we perhaps sometimes use uh, prepositions redundantly? It doesn't need to be in a sentence. Well, I mean, sometimes I'll ask somebody where they're at, Um, but that's that's maybe more reflective of my uh, upbringing in North America. Um, I don't know. I think, I think your superfluity or uh, perfunctority uh, being long winded or short winded with language is usually just reflective of who somebody is yeah, and how they want to express themselves. Yeah, no, but just say, for instance, and this I assume is very much an Irishism, but you know, you'd say, Oh, she's after ringing me on the phone. You don't need the after there. Yeah, but that's not a preposition after. Ah, that is, right. Uh, <laughs> that's a marker of uh, of of tense and aspect. Uh, it's um, something that has just happened. Uh, you mark it in Irish English by saying it's after happening. Nice. Uh, it's very different in North America, where if you ask somebody if if they're after eating their dinner, they'll think that well. Yes, of course, that's what I'm interested in doing. Yes, yes I'm after eating my dinner. I said, right, well, then you don't need to be fed. Mm. Um, okay, yes, yes, of course, yeah. yes. They're, they're pursuing their dinner uh, in exactly. North America in, in that sense. So, and your, you said you're obsessed with prepositions. Is this correct? You, you actually did your PhD on preposition use in Ireland. <laughs> Indeed, I did. Uh, I created a spatial reference system for Irish English uh, using uh, participants who, who thankfully gave their time very generously uh, in Navin, uh, where we just talked about uh, where things are and where how do you get to places. Um, and what I found was some of my intuition about language from uh, observing people, in particular uh, people I'm related to, people I've married into, their families, is that in and on have different lives in Irish English, than they necessarily do in other varieties of English. So when I would say I was reading an article in the newspaper, it's in the newspaper because I think of a newspaper as a collection of articles. Mm. It's a container. Whereas my in-laws would say I was reading an article on the paper because for them it's a surface on which it is printed. It it doesn't really change the the comprehension of the sentence. Yes. But it it sort of shows a little bit of a a different relationship with the physical world. We get this with the location of a craft butcher shop. Is it on Trimgate Street or is it in Trimgate Street? This is the question I asked. and, and, And to me, it's always on the street because, you know, buildings are built on top of roads. Uh, but if it's something that's been in a place for a very long time, my participants used in. So the church is in Trimgate Street, but that, that butcher shop is just a fly by night. That's on, that, you know, that's just on. It'll be gone before you know it. <laughs> oh, God. And it, it, uh, did you know, does that, is that changing over time? You know, given everything is so international and, and various uh, forms of English are influencing each other. In Ireland, we have this 
unique situation where we're a contact variety of English. That means there is a language here already in Irish uh, that was spoken, used by uh, the, the populace before English arrived. Uh, and English and Irish have had a, you know, Tom and Jerry style love-hate relationship over the years. Uh, they've influenced each other. And so the more traditional speakers, uh, their English in Ireland would be more marked by influence from the Irish language. Yeah. Whereas younger people, I'll say, um, tend to be a little bit less marked. Now, that doesn't necessarily break down evenly between, you know, uh, being born in a certain year before that and after that, you do different things. A lot of times it has to do with the identity you're creating for yourself. Are you, um, uh, a rural person? Do you, uh, are you, you know, do you work in agriculture? Uh, or are you working in the city? Do you, um, have a reason for portraying yourself as someone who uses language more like, you know, people from England or people from uh, North America? Mm. Does it make more sense for you in creating the special you that's out there in the world who is influenced by Canadian culture, by uh, Jamaican culture, by anything? You do so much of that work with how you use language. You're demonstrating to the world what's important to you, uh, what you care about. And that, I think, uh, is one of the f most fantastic things we can do with language. Yeah. Now, do, do people do that all the time for the span of their lives? By which I mean, and, you know, sorry, I apologize for the, the, the brash generalization. You're in your 20s, you've a mid-Atlantic accent, you end every sentence with a question mark. When you're 45, will you still be doing that? It's impossible to know. Uh, individuals <laughs> change uh, in, in, in unpredictable ways. Language changes in unpredictable ways. We can sometimes guess at what might not necessarily be used. Uh, usually those, those are like words for uh, 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 technology. So you wouldn't necessarily talk about this interview being on the wireless Yes. Uh, in 40 years' time. <laughs> I think You're even, I think even now a lot of people wouldn't say uh, uh, <laughs> on, on the wireless. They'd probably say, I, yeah, I streamed your interview uh, rather than uh, listen to her on the wireless. Uh, somebody sent in a question. I don't even understand the question. Is the use of a demonstrative preposition as an adjective acceptable? Sure. <laughs> it's okay. Excellent answer. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't think we should be terribly caught up with rules uh, when it comes to language. We have enough rules to live by uh, in other aspects of our lives. That what we do with language, it's it's such a complex process that we all think of as being really, really simple. Yeah. Uh, it, it's it's almost imperceptible how the brain works in order to process and produce language. It is just mind-boggling, literally. Yeah. How we can do anything with language, how we agree upon the meaning of this arbitrary set of sounds, and how we know to re how to respond to them. How, if you think about an alien being arriving on Earth and looking around, how are these how are these beings doing this thing that we just teleport and 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 you know take an idea and put it directly into someone else's head? Yeah, I, I, and the the process of even learning words uh, and. Uh, n knowing what context they should be used in, especially kind of slang words, is kind mm -hmm. of an amazing thing to me because that's not even being taught formally. People are, are younger people are kind of absorbing that. That's it. I mean, most of our language learning is done without formal instruction. Most of the time, what we do with language is shaped by who's around us, why they're around us, and what they're doing for us, what we're doing for them. 
Mm. Our interactions with people, that's what really drives language use and ultimately drives language change. What is a demonstrative preposition? I've got to know. <laughs> uh, I'll ask my PhD supervisor. <laughs> that could have been just a spoof question then. Uh, somebody just chanced in their arm. Though Helen says, I think it's a sign that younger people are ruining the English language with abbreviations and slang. Um, I, while I respect the question, I understand it's hard to listen to people using language differently than you. Um, I have two young people in my house who will never sound like me, who will never use North American English the way I do. So um, I understand why it's scary and why it feels like things are changing. That being said, it's just people doing different things with language. Uh, we all get the license to use language how we want to. Um, there shouldn't be, uh, in my mind, uh, a group that says that shouldn't be admitted to the English language, that abbreviation shouldn't be uh, approved, you shouldn't be able to use uh, contractions in informal writing. Mm. I think that's just kind of missing the point. We're doing all sorts of these expressive actions, all of these expressions of ideas, it's a, it's a wonder that we're able to string sounds together at all. Yes, indeed. Somebody says, my brother's wife is back from Inishore, where they call white pudding, black pudding bon, because there's no such thing in the <laughs> Irish language. Best translation ever. So it's, 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 it's black white pudding. Uh, it is what it is. That's genius. Stephen, uh, <laughs> lovely to talk to you again. Thanks very much for uh, giving Thanks us your so much, time. Uh, that was uh, Stephen Luchek there, Assistant Professor of Linguistics uh, at uh, UCD. Uh, Robert in Westmeath is uh, outraged. Really? Did that professor just compare the Irish struggle for independence of all kinds, political, linguistic, etc., to Tom and Jerry? Also, I respectfully assume that you shouldn't be pursuing your dinner unless you're a hunter or a fisherman. Uh, I don't think he was specifically referring to uh, our struggle for independence, just to kind of uh, the relationships between the languages. Uh, there's someone else says, uh, please make that interview a regular slot. We need to do a refresher in English. Uh, someone else says, agree with your speaker. Increasingly, I see my grandchildren using international phrases like trash can instead of bin. They've grown up in a world where they hear American English more than Irish English. Uh, that's true, though I suppose... It's kind of a combination of that, but certainly I know, you know, the the, the backyard. Where's the backyard? It's the garden. Uh, them bicycles is an example of a demonstrative pronoun as an adjective, says uh, Tim. Thank you, Tim. Them bicycles. Uh, I agree with trying to accept the changes in language over time, but some things hurt my uh, hurt my ears like on accident instead of by accident. Yes. Uh, the uh, Is this not just the evolution of the English language? If you heard someone walking around now talking like Sha uh, William Shakespeare, uh, you'd think they were off their head. Well, indeed. Uh, and someone else says, have they not been doing this in court for years? Every sentence is a question. That's just because they don't want you to pin them down. Moncrief, weekdays at 2pm on News Talk.